Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 51 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We are very glad you are joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owen 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including valuable ebooks, online training, and small group coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Good to be here again. And what a, what a week for news. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This week, as usual, was full of news. That's important to our We Are Speaking subscribers, but we're going to focus on two bombshells. Number one, the Supreme Court decision on the Voting Rights Act, Section 2. And number two, the federal criminal indictment of Donald J. Trump. And we're going to start with a surprise ruling. And that was, well, that's what it was called, a surprise ruling on voting rights by the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States. The Voting Rights Act of, of uh, 1965 was one of the most important civil rights laws passed in American history. And remember, this was with LBJ. He had passed the Civil Rights Act in 64 and the Voting Rights Act in 65. And, and this was designed to ensure that all people had the right to vote regardless of their race, color, or national origin. And it required states with a history of voter suppression to pass compliance requirements before making any changes to their voting requirements. Now, if, if those of you who studied history are old enough to remember, back in the South, they had the grandfather clause, they had uh, poll taxes. All of that was erased with the, with the Voting Rights Act. And I remember explaining to someone about the grandfather clause, because you hear a lot of times, oh, I was grandfathered in. That comes from the voter suppression in the South, because right after the 14th and 15th Amendments that gave black men, because women couldn't vote until the 20, 1920, the right to vote, they would say, okay, you can vote if your grandfather could vote. Well, of course, if you were a slave, your grandfather, or just an emancipated slave, your grandfather couldn't vote, so that meant you couldn't vote. So that was, so, and those, those left, went all the way up to the 60s, or count the number of jelly beans in this jar, you know, or, uh, and so many people were illiterate, read this, and, and summarize, and that was, that, or, or pay this poll tax. The Voting Rights Act got rid of all of that. And so, <clears throat> the Voting Rights Act was up, updated over and over and over again for decades on a bipartisan basis. It was just one of those things everybody said, okay, you know, in the Senate and the House, until about 2006. When all of a sudden people started, when I say people, I mean Republicans and conservatives, started questioning the Voting Rights Act. And they started making several decisions diluting the, 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 the different provisions of the Voting Rights Act. And in, 19, in 2013, I can still see the look on President Obama's face and Eric Holder's face when the Supreme Court, with John Roberts as its chief justice, in the Shelby County versus Holder case, that's Eric Holder, the court ruled that the formula used to determine which states and counties would be subject to preclearance, which is what it's called, was outdated and unconstitutional. 
As a result, states and counties with a history of discrimination were no longer required to obtain federal approval before making changes to their voting laws. Many states, especially those with Republican legislatures, which is why it is so important to vote. As you look at all these changes going on now, look at the states with Democratic legislatures like Michigan, yay, and with Republican legislatures and see the difference in what's going on. So those with Republican legislatures have enacted more and, and more strict voter suppression laws designed to keep black people and now young people from easily voting. Because the, in the last two elections, the 22, 22 midterms and the 2020 presidential, the Republicans realized, wait a minute, these young people vote Democratic. And there are lots of them. So they're trying to make it difficult for them also. As one woman in Wisconsin said, can't we make a law? Because these college students, they roll out of bed, run down to the, to the quad, vote and go back and get back in bed. Like that's a bad thing. That's, it's supposed to be as easy as possible. So, but on Thursday, this past Thursday, in a surprise decision, because everybody thought when this uh, lawsuit came to the Supreme Court that the Supreme Court was going to do what it's been doing for the last, you know, decade or so, diluting and diluting and diluting the Voting Rights Act. But they decided that Alabama had diluted the power of black voters in drawing a congressional voting map. The case concerned a voting map redrawn by Republican lawmakers after the 2020 census, leaving only one majority congre black congressional district in a state with seven districts and a black voting age population that had grown to about 26%. So Chief Justice John Roberts, who has often voted to restrict voting rights and was one of the writers of that Shelby County versus Holder uh, decision, wrote the majority opinion in the 5-4 to four ruling. The Chief Justice was joined by Justice Brett Kavanaugh, surprise, surprise, and the court's three lib liberal members, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Katanji Brown-Jackson. The impact of the decision, which required the legislature to draw a second district in which black voters have opportunity to elect representatives of their choice, this is why it's so important, because it's not going to, uh, will not be limited to Alabama. Other states in the South, notably there's um, upcoming cases from Louisiana and Georgia may also have to redraw their maps to bolster black voting power. And people are saying that the repercussions of this decision could help Democrats regain the House majority in 2024. On the other hand, Associate Justice Clarence Thomas, who never misses a chance to erode the civil rights of black people, wrote his dissenting op opinion. He said, that this decision would sustain a system of institutionalized racial discrimination in districting. That's what they're trying to avoid. And under the uh, aegis of a statute that applies nationwide and has no expiration date, and thus to prolong the lasting harm to our society caused by the use of racial, racial classifications in the allocation of political power. Can someone say irony? Seriously? Now, with meanwhile, people are trying to get other ways for us to our voting rights back, especially the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and the Poor the People Act. And so we keep trying to get those passed because Biden would definitely sign them. But the only way we can get those passed, especially in the Senate, is to have enough senators to get past the filibuster. So basically what happened with the, with the SCOTUS, we're still waiting for some other decisions to come through. A lot of decisions come through in June. Because um, in June is when the uh, Supreme Court closes down. So we, we're, still, we're still waiting on uh, metapristone, the abortion pill, and some other things, and affirmative action. Mm -hmm. 
And and the reason why so many decisions come down in June is because after June they close down the Supreme Court and they don't open up until the first Monday in October. I was so looking for that. But see, Keith, do you have anything else to say on on this Voting Rights Act decision? Not really. I think that you said uh, pretty much everything that can be said about that. Just that emphasizing how much of a surprise it was. Most of us are progressives and, and liberals, similar to the decision that came down about uh, abortion. We mm-hmm. expected that to come down, and we were all bracing ourselves, and sure enough, it mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. This is We felt the same way about this. Right. The voting rights out that we were pretty much up a, up a creek about this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when it came down that that this surprise decision that it was upheld, right? it's a real boost. Mm-hmm. And especially because, as you pointed out, what it potentially means for the 2024 elections right. for the House, because now it's returning... Voting power where it should be, right, and al- allowing uh, more equal representation, right. Because so people, people thing. on TV have said that if those uh, congressional districts were drawn the correct way for twenty twenty two, the Republicans might that's not right. have retaken the, the house. house the first time. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right, might mm-hmm. not have taken it the first time. So that's yeah, that's the main thing. That this, but there, what it's looking forward to, it's it, it potentially mm-hmm. leading towards. Second round, really good results in the elections. Right, yeah, we, right. We had, we had a good round in 2022. And in 2018. But I'll say 2022 is everybody was expecting the red wave. Right, which right. Never, which never happened. And so I think 2024, and as we always caution, don't strut too early. Right. There's no way to know what could happen. But that's very much in our favor. Right, exactly, exactly. And we have a couple more minutes in this in this uh, segment. So I want to segue really quickly talking about the 2024 elections and what happened in 2022. In 2018, usually the first midterm election after a presidential election, the party of the president in power at the time usually does horribly in the midterm elections. In 2010, uh, Barack Obama was almost in tears. He said, we got snuckered because they lost like 60 congressional seats, things like that. And people don't, people forget, Barack Obama only had the House and the Senate for the first two years of his eight years as president. The other six years, he was fighting them tooth and nail, and they were undercutting him tooth and nail. Those first two years, he got the Affordable Care Act passed, and he couldn't pass anything else that consequential for the entire six years of his two terms. And so that's important to remember because in 2016, that's when Trump won the Electoral College, and that's how he became president. But then in 2018, the Democrats got hold of, of, of the House of Representatives. Nancy Pelosi was again Speaker of the House. Well, no, I shouldn't say again. She was Speaker of the House the first time. She, was she Speaker twice? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, she was Speaker. Yeah, I think she was Speaker twice. Yeah. But she was Speaker of the House, and the only woman to be Speaker twice, the only person really to be Speaker person, twice. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they got a lot done in, tw- but, but like I said, the, the party of the president in power at the time usually loses in the midterm elections. So although the Republicans didn't like it, that was to be expected. And then 2020, Biden won. And so in 2022, that's why they expected a red wave. Because the party in power usually loses in the midterms. Except for that House, which we lost by just a few votes. We did really well, not only in the Senate, but in the House, because it wasn't a red wave, and in the um, state elections. And so between now and then, we, we tell you this every single week, not only watch and check your voter registration, but if you have people living in other states, have them check their voter registration. 
Because it's fun, especially if they live in a red state, they are taking people off the rolls and not even telling them that they're off the roll and doing all kinds of things. If you have children in college, check, have them check their voter registration and what the rules are where they live, whether they're going to have to, you know, uh, get some other kind of ID because a lot of these red states aren't, aren't allowing school ID, even though your school ID has your picture on it, are not allowing school ID as your, as your voter ID. So I would say this to say that you really, really, between now and then, not only the presidential election, but your state and local elections. That's the uh, big one. No, those are the big ones. All politics is local. We keep saying that. And so everybody talks about the presidential, the president, but then that's important. But what really happens is with your state and local elections, that's, those are the ones that affect you the most. So just wanted to segue on that because all of this goes together. Because the reason why we have this six, six, three conservative majority on on the Supreme Court, it's because Trump squeaked by the Electoral College. And so we have to be very, very careful. In 2025, if we get the presidency, the House, and the Senate, we can expand the Supreme Court to dilute those conservative majorities. So that's important. So a quick quick word from our sponsor, which is the Team Owens 313 uh, Global Creative Community. You can find out more about our online training for branding and marketing for independent authors and creative professionals and our valuable ebooks and our one-on-one coaching at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. And for this, our second segment, we're going to talk about the indictment. <laughs> Keith? This is one of the biggest political stories. It's the biggest political story of our generation, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also one It's one of the biggest political stories in history. And right. we've talked about, I've talked with a lot of my friends since then, Pam and I have talked, and you always, you look back on everybody, every student who's ever taken history class, there are those incidents in history. You look back and you say, whether well, it's the Civil War or the Vietnam War or, or Watergate more recently, or mm-hmm. other, all, all those incidents, things that happened that uh, you may not have been there for or just a child when it happened, but th- but th- there were momentous times in history that shaped the whole course of history. This is one of those times that, right. that, that has completely <clears throat> shifted the entire course of history. And then right. everybody's going to remember where they were when they heard this day come down. And what, of course, what's happened, I mean, just to, uh, to recount it, just after 7 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, former President Donald Trump was indicted on seven federal criminal charges in connection with hundreds of classified documents that he retained and actually stole mm, right. at his Florida home after leaving the White House. And you may remember those, sto- those stories that came out uh, that it was a big story then. Right. And they found out that he had these doc- classified documents, and find, first of all, finding out where they classified, come right. on, they were, and then the, the levels of classification and just how serious it was. Right. It was and if I can just stop you for a second, because this is something that I learned just this morning to get the nomenclature correctly. He was indicted on seven criminal charges, but thirty-seven counts. That right. Okay, right. And, and 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 so so there's seven charges, but the total number of counts it's is thirty-seven. Thirty-seven, right. Between right. him and go ahead. And mm-hmm. exactly. No, that's that's very important. And but people just remembering what happened 
when this when this first broke, and then of course there was that little blip on the screen when the Republican right wing tried to say, "Well, Biden was just as bad because they found some documents with his garage," but it wasn't even comparable. Right. I mean, don't even really feel like wasting time talking about it. Nothing was stolen. Nothing was taken. The accusations they tried to take about Obama has it that was that was a lie. Mm-hmm. Nothing was ever taken. I mean, the other small incidents outside of presidents. Of other uh, even Pence, uh, even Pence, Pence right. was cleared. Pence mm-hmm. was cleared. Um, there were incidents of other people, not presidents, right. who wrongly took documents and were punished. Some up to ten years. Well, I think nine years. They may have been the highest one, but no president mm-hmm. has ever done something, and not, and not, uh, nobody who else has ever been charged has committed a crime. Of the, and this is just one, which I mean, we have other things that are coming up later. But right. just for this specific one, it's unbelievable. Which is why it's taking up all the all the um, so much time. Uh, news time. The and, and this is why it's important to remember that because, he, you know, Trump is always blaming it on somebody else. And he said, well, Biden did this and Obama had this. and Biden, They had, no, even though he stole them, that was bad yeah. enough. But the fact is that he did not return them. Right. All of them when asked. That's right. It. That's the main thing. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Exactly. If he had returned them, there would have been, been an issue. It would have been an eye racer because mm-hmm. if he had taken that many. I mean, but because the first thing is, because they still had to find out what. Who saw them when they were right, gone, and, right, and right. why did you take them? Because you had no business taking them. Right. But it wouldn't have ballooned into this. Right. But now, so it wouldn't have been just, oh well, oops, I took mm-hmm. hundreds of documents. But right, it would not have gotten to this right. point. But the indictment was issued by a grand jury and paneled by a special counsel, Jack Smith, who was a longtime nonpartisan career employee of the Department of Justice. Uh, Smith was appointed as special counsel by Attorney General Merrick Garland who then stepped back from the case. And contrary to what many Republicans and far-right pundits are claiming, uh, neither President Biden nor Merrick Garland indicted Trump. Even Jack Smith technically didn't indict Trump. The grand jury issued that in the indictment. And that's very important mm-hmm. because everybody wants to talk about what Garland did or what the president did. The jury right. did that. People this are running around on the Republicans saying, Biden, and, Biden indicted Trump. No, he didn't. No, he, didn't. He, he couldn't do it. He, he, he couldn't even want to do Even Merrick Garland couldn't do it. Grand juries are the ones who... Right. Don't you watch Law and Order? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> they, have, they don't have the power to do right. that. You know, and, 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 that's, and, uh, and that also comes back because for a while there were... Uh, even some on the more progressive side were upset... With Merrick Garland not mm-hmm. moving fast enough, and and then they was it whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring on what well, not bad, but just the fact that did he have to bring Jack Smith? Right, that's for counsel. And I think now that that's being answered exactly with what he's exactly. doing with what he's doing because whatever reservations people may have had on the left, mm-hmm. that this I think should pretty much answer that because what's coming now? Because the snow the snowball's going down the hill. Now. Right, this is exactly. To go. For the Republicans immediately defending Trump before they even knew the know the actual charges shows that they think that a foreign president can commit any crime and get away with it, and that's fascism, really. Right. That's right. There, there, which is what they were fighting for. I mm-hmm. mean, they want to be able to do exactly that. That what it doesn't matter what he did because I've always said that Trump was a cult leader, not a president. He was a cult leader, mm-hmm. and and the formal government they want. That's why they're supporting Viktor Orban, right? Etc. You know, and it, Putin, and Putin, because they don't they don't, and why the, those guys supporting him, right? Because they want a new world order where you don't have to ask permission, right? Whatever you say is true is true. Mm-hmm. Your your word is law, mm-hmm. not law is law. Um, but like we have, but like we're well, not progressive people. Good sense that this is a nation of laws, right. not of dictators, and that and that's finally starting to show. Uh, the Department of Justice is supposed to be an independent agency in the executive branch. But Donald Trump was the one who weaponized the Department of Justice to achieve his goal. And Attorney General uh, Bill Barr, 
uh, former Attorney General Bill Barr, often acted as Trump's personal attorney. And we always need to point that out, too. I mean, he's, he's, he has come forward and really legitimately criticized Trump and shown how crazy Trump is. But we need to remember, too, he was the one that orchestrated going back to the days of a part mm-hmm. of, of defending Trump at all costs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything. So he, he can't be let off the hook. Right. Maybe. But on the other hand, President Biden has, has repeatedly emphasized the independence of the Department of Justice, Justice and Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland does not have to approve the decision of the special counsel, but he did have the ability to disapprove of the indictment. And <laughs> however, he did not. And that's important too, because mm-hmm. when people are trying to say that Merrick Garland indicted Trump, no, number one, he didn't because the grand jury uh, votes in the indictment. But <clears throat> it's and and this is why we keep talking about this because people who don't pay attention to this twenty four seven may not know this. Once the attorney general has appointed a special counsel for whatever reason, like like we said, he steps back. And so when the special counsel issues his ruling based on what the grand jury said, that's it. He doesn't have to ask Merrick Garland for any permission. But Merrick Garland looks over it, and if he sees something wrong, oh no, I, we can't do this, then he can step in and disapprove of it. But, but right. he doesn't have to approve of it. The whole thing, there, right. there's, there's not an additional step there. Right. No, that, that's definitely important to bring mm-hmm. up. And and then you know, moving forward, that Trump has been Trump has been escaping legal accountability. This is so important. Mm-hmm. Escaping legal accountability ever since the nineteen seventies, when he, along with his father, illegally kept black people from renting apartments in the buildings they own. Almost all of the scores of lawsuits that accuse Trump are civil suits, which call for monetary damages, not jail or prison time. And what I was saying that was important. The reason why it's important, not just that he illegally kept black people from renting apartments, I and mean, that's bad, but it's the it's the white privilege aspect right, right. that he has been accused because that's just one thing. He's he's, he's well known for never paying his lawyers. Uh, he's been bad, gone bankrupt, sick. He used bankruptcy right. because gone bankrupt almost gives a, a, a sympathetic right. but, he, but he used bankruptcy not to pay contractors, not to pay people who work for mm-hmm. him. So nobody. And that's an important distinction. I'm glad you right. said that because. Um, Gone bankrupt, like you said, right. people go bankrupt because they lose their job right. or because they have medical, huge medical, medical bills, bills exactly. and, and bankruptcy is their only way out. But like you said, right. he claimed bankruptcy right. for a different right. reason. Yes. And I will say, when you get to that level, mm-hmm. large business your business leaders who are corrupt, they, they use bankruptcy. Right. It's right. a different thing. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. And he uses this as a tool to just escape accountability. Right. So he gets what he wants. So he's been, he's been basically skating on the edge. Because and the thing that's really bad, which he, he pointed out gleefully, right. was that oftentimes, unfortunately, this why this is why we need to revisit many of our laws because he wasn't breaking the law, right, right. And when he used bankruptcy, that was not illegal. You right. know, he, he used, but when you have that that level of power and that level of white privilege. You can use law. Nobody else can right, use. Right. And so that's why it gets to this point. This is why he's so shocked now. Right. Because he's like, how can I possibly? Be guilty. I've never been. I just mm-hmm. throw money at it, you know, and throw my dogs at it, my lawyers, and it all goes away. Mm-hmm. But but that so it's yeah, it's very very important. And then but now this is Nicole Wallace is getting to Nicole Wallace's description of whenever she talks about the president. But now the disgrace, twice impeached, twice indicted, one term president. It's so funny because she usually every time she talks right. about it, she never says the former. Mm-hmm. Um, who was only running for president again because he's trying to avoid ca- accountability, and that's important because mm-hmm. he doesn't want—he never wanted the office. He wanted the account. He wanted the. the he wasted well, just like his casino. He wanted his name up. His right, on. right. But he, he, he is trying. He's facing federal criminal charges uh, for espionage, obstruction, and filing false statements. This is all because he stole documents 
uh, from the U.S. government, and some of which endanger national security, and he refused to give them back. Right. And and we've now seen that he also knew they were classified before mm-hmm. or, and knew the dangers. Right. He was saying before, now we've got him on tape saying he knew all of that. Trump not only claims that the documents were his, but he has stated on tape that he took the documents, kept the documents, declassified the documents just by thinking about it, and may have shared the documents with others. Special Counsel Jack Smith unsealed an indictment on Friday. It's 49 pages long and has 37 counts and seven separate charges, right? That's what you were saying mm-hmm. earlier. Trump is charged along with his co-defendant, his body man, which is his, his gopher, basically, mm-hmm. his personal assistant, Waltine Nauta. Nauta is a U.S. Navy veteran and originally from Guam, which is a, a U.S. territory. Which means he's an American citizen. American citizen, well, right. More people remember that. Right, exactly, exactly. Just like, like Hawaii. People. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump faces, so Trump faces 31 counts related to his handling of national defense documents after he left office. His aide, Walt Nauta, faces six counts, including several obstruction and concealment related charges. And I think uh, obstruction is the one that has possible 20 years. Right. Uh, the other one has ten, up to 10 years. The overriding charges are obstruction of justice, conspiracy, risking national security, and legally retaining documents, espionage. Yeah, espionage is about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And repeatedly lying to the federal government about the documents that he stole. So this is a huge, obviously, mm-hmm. just a, such a, a huge story. But it's also tentatively right now that the rule of law is, what, is what's holding us together right, right now. Right. I mean, and but we like others have said, we need to be careful because it's not over because this is tested our democracy more than anything else. More than anything, anything else, else since the Civil War. Since the Civil War. Nothing right. else is as testless like this. And also, same as when we were, to, uh, uh, the, the debt ceiling issue. Right. We didn't get out of that scot-free. Right. The, uh, the, because of Biden's brilliance and negotiating uh, abilities mm-hmm. and his team's negotiating mm-hmm. abilities, we got, we made it just in time not to default, but the rest of the world is, is wondering, is still wondering, how did you, how did that happen? Right. How right. Did that, and could it happen again? The same thing here is it, it, it does appear now that Trump very possibly will go to jail due mm-hmm. to death at this point with something right. we thought never could possibly happen. No way is a rich you know, white man, former president, going to still do jail time. It looks like now they're very well going to happen. But still, the fact that you look at it from the point of view of other nations. Our allies. Our allies. They're looking at, uh, first of all, this man was elected. Right. And, and even when he lost, sure, it was by a fair margin of voters. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the fact that over 700,000 people mm-hmm. voted for this man, mm-hmm. you know, seventy-five million. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my complete. Thank you. Seventy-five million, not thousand. Seventy-five million people voted. You know, it was over eighty million for Biden. Eight, almost eighty-two. That's eighty million. million right. Million so, yeah, so, 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 so it's a, a big gap. But the sheer, but the simple fact that seventy-five million Americans voted for this man, and the fact that over eighty percent of Republicans to this day mm-hmm. support all those policies that they would never stand up to him. This means our allies. Are breathing a little easier now, and they're, but they're like, also questioning because, uh, and this is what this is why the thing about the the espionage r- risking national security. And actually, when Jack Smith spoke yesterday for two whole minutes, he put he put this one first, the espionage first, and the national security first, because all these documents have are from our allies, our allies who used to be able to trust us. We're going to work with you on, on these under-the-radar spy type stuff because we trust you to keep our secrets. 
Now there's a can we trust you? Right. And exactly. and people's lives are at stake. Exactly. Because when you out our military. Our, our military, but also our, our spies. Our spies there right. are there are spies. Exactly. We spy on other countries, other countries spy on us. Right. And now exactly. And and so those people and Trump is good at outing people, he could care less. Mm. They are their lives are literally in danger when someone from another country, whether it's France or one of those countries you never heard of, they when those people step up and say, we'll, we're, we'll do this spying for you. Right. Uh, but that means you have to protect me. Well, if, this, if, if the papers with their names on are strewn on, on Trump's bathroom floor, what kind of protection is that? Yeah, right. That's so, that's so dangerous. And, and, and the Republicans don't see anything wrong with wrong it. With, right. Because it's their leader. Right. That's all. So. Right, right. So those are the top two stories. And one more quick story that happened this week that we don't have time to get into right now, but that is interconnected, is when the PGA merged with the Live Saudi Arabia's Live Golf. And not only is that horrible that now Saudi Arabia is in charge of our golf, but it, it, uh, remember Trump and Saudi Arabia are bosom buddies. And Trump was always uh, touting this live golf from Saudi Arabia. And so this is all intertwined on what uh, Trump is doing and wants to do. So what, what we might, may talk about that live golf another time, but all of these things are interrelated. And so remember when you hear a story, number one, Number one, number two, and number three is follow the money. Exactly. And (laughs) and see you next week. Okay.